Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Come on, side, side, side. All right, come on, sign us the podcast. It's Ed Lovett. Um, it's a pleasure to be back in Mean Street Studio. So I want to thank uh, everybody at Mean Street because they're always so hospitable whenever I'm in Atlanta. So I get to come to the studio and, and be professional and, and, and do what I have to do and don't have to, to use other studios. I really like it here. It's a real good feel. A lot of great artists come through here and record. A lot of plaques on the wall. Uh, drama and them do a show on Shade 45, so make sure y'all check that out. My in-studio guest this week is a man who is shaking up the world. And I've known you for how long? Man, probably about 18, 19, at least 20 19 years. 18, years, man. okay. So I know that whatever he says is what he really feels, and he's not trolling. Now, if y'all don't know what a troll is, a troll is what Takashi 69 was doing. Yeah. You just get on the internet, go at certain people, say crazy shit, just so that other people that want to say crazy shit jump on your side and then you become famous for trolling people, starting arguments and doing whatever. Y'all know the voice of my man, Pastor Troy in the building. How you, brother? I'm lovely, man. How you feel? I- I'm good. Now, let me let me start by saying this. Pastor Troy's views are Pastor Troy's views, and I might not agree with all of them, but my problem is when you said what you said, people act like you didn't have the right to have that viewpoint. Yeah. And, and that's I, what that's what puzzled me so, man. You know what I mean, dog? Something that I said on my Instagram page, man. I've been doing radio and stuff on my on my page for years. This the biggest thing that y'all think I done said over there? Now, you said <laughs> what? You quoted that if you have to wear what little Nas X wore to the Grammys. To the Grammys. I'll never get one. You know what I mean? Because Why I just, do you feel that way? Because, man, you know, come on, Ed. I've been in this game for 20 years, you know, as you know. And, you know, it's kind of like a certain agenda that it seemed like they're pushing more so now, man. When I came into the rap game, there wasn't no such thing as no gay rappers. I didn't know none. Just They were there, rap. though. They were probably there, but I didn't know them. It just wasn't in the forefront like it is today. So you feel like, are you are you denying Little Nas X's rights to be gay? Man, he can be gay as he want to. So what is it your problem? Acclimated. You have a problem it, with him or you no, have a no, problem no, no, with No, 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 no. It all acclimated to... I hate that they put this in front of our, my sons. You feel me? My son's 14, 15 years old, 16 years old, influ- influential ages. And I would hate for them to see this picture that they painted of this gay black male and make them think that this is what they got to do to be successful or to succeed. So you really think that that what little Nas X decided 
which was made by Versace, to wear to the Grammys? You feel like the Grammys is pushing that agenda more? Not, not even the Grammys, but the industry, period, man. The powers that be, the media. That's so just this, how okay, I feel. So like, you, like Ed said again, y'all, this is how I feel. So you, you know what I mean? You, you feel like, would you feel like they're trying to emasculate the black man? I do feel like they're just emasculating the black man, man. Come on, bro. It's like, it's, I see it even more now that I made my statement because all the backlash. They made it homophobic when it's heterosexual. You feel me, man? All mm. I said was, hey, you can do this, you can do that. I'm raising my son to be a man. They asked me what kind of man. Well, how many kind of man is it? All I thought it was was <laughs> one, a man. You feel me? So uh-huh. everybody's so, you know, the LGBT community is so passionate about being accepted, but they won't accept the fact that everything's not acceptable to everybody. You know what I mean? Like you, like they down and believe exactly what they believe, willing to die for it. I'm willing to die for what I believe as so well. So were you surprised when, when, when Ava DuVernay? I don't even know who that is. She's a very highly acclaimed director. And she that's did, good. She, did the, uh, she just did the movie with the Central Park Five. Uh, when they see us, and mm-hmm. she tweeted back to you and said, why don't you just come out and say you hate gay people? Do you hate gay people? Man, come on, man. Ed, I've been in this game for 20 years, man. I do so much business with gay people, man. I done performed at the girls' parties, man. I know all these promoters. Come on, man. You know what's in this industry, man. You know how this go. But right. I can't let that dictate influence how I'm going to raise my kid. Mm-hmm. It's okay that you will do like whatever you like. It's okay when you do whatever you do. But how I'm raising my son, it's in a traditional household. So clearly, from my perspective, your thing is do what you want to do, but you feel like the powers that be are pushing that agenda on on, uh, on our young boys, man, on our young boys. Come on. Eh? Fortunately, I'm there for my son. But I hate to be in a situation where I wasn't to help them to combat some of these things that they might not be able to see from a third eye view. You know what I mean? It's so many mothers, man. For all the backlash that I received, man, I received so much more support from mothers of single black boys. You know what I mean? Just single key, single mothers. Like, man, I appreciate you saying something because, Troy, I'm seeing this and witnessing this, too. It's difficult out here already to raise them. What do you think, Troy? Do you do you think that I? there's a part of me that feels like you're trying to turn a sexuality into a nationality? Mm-hmm. Like, your sexuality shouldn't, I know, it's it's hard. It's hard to put into words because gay people have been ostracized for a long time. Mm-hmm. In, in hip-hop, in football, in, you know, just finding out Aaron Hernandez was a closeted gay man. Mm-hmm. For, for so many years, it, it, they have been ostracized. So when they come out now, it's like, okay, here I am, but... What are you saying here I am to your sexuality or who you are? And mm-hmm. I think that's somewhere the lines are blurred because I don't believe that because you're attracted to the same sexual, the same, you know, the same gender, mm-hmm. that's who you are. I think mm-hmm. that's just your sexuality and who you are is who you are. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I think sense. I think a lot of people um, are trying to make this a nationality thing like, okay, I'm black. She's white. She's Asian. I'm gay. That's yeah. not, you know, it's not really a nationality. You know what I mean? That's not the same thing, in my opinion. It's just like okay, I work with it with a gay man. If he didn't say he had a life partner, you would never know that he's gay. Man, and dog, you know what I mean, dog. And it's and he's it's a so great many, man too. We know so many gay people, man, in this industry, man. But it's when it feels like they're they're pushing that on you. 
You know what I mean? Where I have a problem with, or they pushing that on. But did we not it, push heterosexuality on them though? I don't know, man. I, I like I say, man, it's traditional to me. You know what I mean? It's just the way that it's been for so long. You know what I mean? And it just, I don't feel like I have to take the back burner because now you feel so liberated that I can't even be what I believe anymore. You mm. know what I mean? Oh, okay. So you just fighting for your rights to believe in what you want to believe it. in. That's The it. same way they believe in what That's it. The it, same man. way they want to be homosexual or, you know, LGBTQ. You're saying, let me be heterosexual. And that's it. That's it, man. We can live. We can exist. Now, I don't want to be sitting off in the room with no dudes just wearing dresses and high heels and stuff. That's just not where I want to hang out at. That's just not where I want to be. And I don't have to be there. You might not want to be in the room with me with these gators on. That's cool. You feel me? But respect me as I respect you. So why do you think it, that like so many people came at you sideways? But you think that the I think they just got, got me misconstrued. You know what I mean? And I was a little excited. And I was texting a little fast, tweeting a little fast. No, bro, but I, I I still stand by it because I disres- I don't I don't like that either. You know what I mean? But just this is a commercial. It's a commercial on TV. Oh, it was a television. It's a commercial. television commercial. That's not there. Of course, I know what to do with an Applebee's. If I see a, a couple, I know how to curve it, keep my son, and keep it moving. But this is a commercial on TV. Halftime football game, whatever commercial. Pop Applebee's dudes feeding each other. Damn, you know what I mean? It, it's the time. It's a in the rap game, man. When things, when situation became adult topics, they put a parental advisory on it. It's not. It's like it's not. It's like these situations not adult situations anymore. It's like it's just acceptable and this is life and this is the world. Come on, man. I got a five-year-old daughter. We're sitting there watching TV, man, and I see them say, uh, it's two dudes on a commercial. Yeah, me and my boyfriend, this and this and this. My daughter said, his boyfriend? You know what I mean? So now I got to have a, a conversation with a five-year-old about something that I wasn't necessarily ready to talk about at this time. Now I got to address this with her? So you're saying if, if it, it's cool for them to do it, but give give a parent a head up about it. That is kind of like the same conversation that just, that just was happening about a halftime performance mm-hmm. with J Lo. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I did watch the Super with Bowl with J Lo and Shakira. Mm-hmm. They were like, they weren't expecting to see it. Yeah, because like it was like J Lo, you know, jumped on a pole and slid down a pole, and a lot of conservative mm-hmm. people was wait a minute. We thought the Super Bowl halftime was going to be like this. Was uh, family. Yeah, family oriented. Family you know oriented. I mean? And now I got to explain to my kids why J Lo was on the pole and why they're both shaking their asses in the camera. And then the uh, women came back because I was just looking at it on Twitter. The women came back and was like, well, what about Adam Levine with no shirt on last year? It's like uh, this back and forth power it's, struggle. It's never even, it's, it's, and, it's, and nobody's ever going to win. Nobody's ever going to be right. So can't nobody be wrong. How it is right now, man. Nobody's ever going to be right, so how are you going to turn somebody wrong? It ain't no right and wrong in this society today. It used to be, but it just feel like it ain't no more. Everything is a go. Everything is acceptable. you two years old. You want to be gay? Go. It's good. It's fine. Come on, man. You're not even going to try to build up this child to be a man? You're not going to even try? Kids are computers. Blank. Empty So let me ask a question. Do you believe that you're born that way or it's a learned trait? I think that... As I was saying, kids are computers, and how you program this computer is what that computer is going is going to be. How it's going to act, how it's going to work. So you're not disregarding their right to life, their right to work, their, Man, right, their, their right to love who they want to love. And you're it, saying don't push it on me. That's it. I'm talking about. Come on, bro. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. But they saying yeah, Atlanta's it's, the gayest it's, it's place impossible. on the planet to be homophobic here. You have to do too many uh, too much. Uh, 
business with them from the club scene, from from uh, the restaurants, every waitress, every other bartender, you know what I mean? Got something going on. It ain't nothing, man. They respect me. I respect them. You know what I mean? My son sees them out and about and everything. It ain't nothing that he disrespects him. Hey, oh, God, he gay. Get away, son. Hey, man, this is my son, Jordan. Da, 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 da. All right, man. Hey, how you doing? All right, cool. When we get to the crib, you know what I mean? It ain't even nothing to discuss anymore because he's already, he understands what's going on in our life. All I shared with y'all is what I've been sharing with him since he was a little bitty boy. When you grow up, you're going to be a man. Well, suppose he he's not. Suppose well, what is it? Gay men or not men? I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. But he's going to be a heterosexual man. Now okay. here we are explaining again what a man is, and I hate that man. And I hate that. And I really do hate that man. And I, I really feel, I, I I feel disappointed when I hear that you have to explain what kind well, of man. It's twenty twenty man is twenty. It's twenty twenty. And- but my vision is solid on, and I'm sticking with more a traditional living man. I have a traditional upbringing. My father is Pastor Troy. Yes, and he, he is. raised me up, man, with morals and with standards and with integrity and things that I believe in and things that you fight for. And this is one of those. And this is some, one of those. Subjects. Were you surprised? Um, I was because su- I was surprised when I saw it. I was like, "Wow!" And then I saw all the comments, and I saw some positive comments yeah. a lot. I saw a lot of negative comments, and I was like, "Why are they coming at Pastor Troy?" Because why can't he believe what he wants to believe? Like, this this is so misconstrued to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And like you said, nobody's going to be right. Yeah, There's no right or wrong here for everybody that's listening. There's yeah. no right or wrong. But why can't a person have their opinion? Like, I would rather know, if there's some racist people out there, I would rather know mm-hmm. that they don't like black people and they don't want to deal with us. Yeah, I'd rather know up front than the than for it to be behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, I might not agree with them, but I feel like as long as you're not in a position of power to stop anybody from doing anything, mm-hmm. as long as you're not a politician yeah. or lawmaker yeah. or something like that, then it really doesn't bother me what you think about me. Mm-hmm. 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 You know what I mean? The problem that we have with is... They're able to dictate it. Right. They're yeah. dictating systemic racism, so yeah. they can stop us from growing. Mm-hmm. They, can, mm-hmm. they can stop us. You know, we had a... a, a historically a long period of time where we didn't have any rights no matter what was done to us. If we were lynched, if we were shot, Mm -hmm. if we were drugged, if we had a business and they burned our business down to the ground, we we had no rights to stop it because the police weren't on our side. That's what you call systemic racism, Mm -hmm. right? Based on nothing more than your race. Mm -hmm. Those kind of people that are in power, I have a problem with. Mm -hmm. But the average dude that lived three blocks from me, That walk around saying he don't like black people. Oh, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't you can't really do nothing about it. Right. But this person that's in power, making these laws and dictating these laws and stuff, man, it'd be a it's rough for us out here, man. Come yeah, on, man. We look up now at as a black man, man, the LGBT community Cute. and animals get more have more rights than us. Just being a heterosexual black man, and I've seen that more in this past week than I've seen ever. Just from the from response. And like I say, man, let's make this all the way clear. For all the backlash, it's just as many people that support me, man, and reaching out to me, man. Churches, pastors, all kind of people, Tell man. me, Tell me more about, about the way you were brought up. Were you brought up because your father is Pastor Troy? Yeah, man, my singing. father's a pastor, man. You know what? Were you and, brought up biblically to believe that homosexuality is wrong? I. It wasn't even the fact that it, I was brought up to believe that homosexuality was wrong. It was more so I believed in the union between a man and a woman. 
Okay. You feel me? That and that's what they taught, and that's what I saw, and that's what I was exposed to. I wasn't expo- exposed to any other lifestyle. I don't know about having two dads. I don't know about having two moms. So I can't speak on nothing else but what I know, and this is what I know. Y'all mad with that? I can't help that I grew up right to in my standards. You know what I mean? In my mm-hmm. standards, man, I grew up right. It's a beautiful life, and now I'm a pillar for. I brought I brought honor to my father. You know what I mean? As being his son, and my sons, I feel gonna bring honor to me because I'm putting the right things in them. I'm fertilizing that seed that God blessed me with, and doing the best I can with it, man. So, hey. So, what do you say to people that say, no matter you saying you're not homophobic, but you sound homophobic? Hey, man, everybody's entitled to their own opinion about it, man. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know what you want me to say. You know what I mean? I have a cousin right now, man, God bless his soul. He is in quarantine at Grady Hospital right now from MSM activity, 25, 26 years old. My auntie is just waiting on her son to die. Wow. They don't want to talk about the statistics of the numbers of what's going on in the black community when it comes to the AIDS and the HIV, man. These numbers are so disproportionate amongst the cultures, man, and it's affecting the black male more than it's affecting anybody. This spike in the homosexuality thing, man, is affecting the black man more than anybody. Last year, 2017, there was another 10,000 cases. Now, I wasn't even concerned about it like this, but after they did all this attacking me, now I got to do some research. As I did this research, man, 10,000 new cases of of HIV AIDS last year. And that's what was known among MSM, men sleeping with men. Another 4,000, 5,000 cases of heterosexual women that are now diagnosed with AIDS. And they're wondering, where in the world? I only been with my husband. But these numbers are spiking up because everybody's not keeping this thing real, man. Keep it real. If you gay, if you whatever, man, keep it real because now it's affecting us, the female. It's affecting us heterosexual guys who are not even in this thing, man. You know what I mean, dog? Just be more careful, man. Be more cautious of everybody. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not affecting a, a culture, a race. It's, it's it's like a plague. But let's let, – let, all right, so let's go back to um, your comments about Little Nas X. Mm-hmm. Uh, fan of his music? You know what? Was more so of a fan before it came out with all the gay agenda. Just because of the fact that it was all right without that. It was all right without that. My little son and them, man, they had me into the story. I was all in. Hey, Dad, they took him off the pop charts. Um, they said it's song one you country. Saw, you saw that I'm systemic watching all racism this. right there. I'm watching all that. That was systemic racism. Yeah. And then he didn't get a look, really, until Billy Ray Cyrus had to jump on his song. It yeah. wasn't Billy Ray Cyrus' song. Yeah. And then I saw uh, they had a, one of the country musical ones when at first they didn't want to even nominate And the now they're performing together on there. Huh? Right. And that's the only way that he could get on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So of course I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for this little brother with everything that he had going on. I just hate they had to smack me in the back of my head with. Now I got to talk to my son about that. He gay? Oh man! It's so like you wasn't ready to have that conversation. No, they. It was like they suckered all the little black boys in with that one, man. All the little black boys was old town road. Everything was great, man. I love the excitement, man. I love all the energy that it was bringing, the conversation that it was having, and everything. I just hate the conversation went from the music to the sexuality. So you you really feel feel that America has this agenda to push this. 
to push homosexuality on young black men. I'm not going to say to push homosexuality on a young black man, but to make it more acceptable. Just to make it more acceptable in everyday life. You know what I mean? Just making it more acceptable. And 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 it can be in this world. You know what I mean? I'm not denying I'm not denying that fact, but it still doesn't have to be pushed on everybody. It doesn't have to be acceptable to everybody. It's almost like there's a point where and I think there's a point where if you say that's not my thing, you're a you're a homophobe. Yeah, man, and I and I can't understand that at all. I can't understand it at all. That's why I'm so confused. That man, come on, Ed. Man, I'm confused I have, by a lot of stuff that's going on in this world, man. Right now, dog, man. bro, I'm so glad that I wrote vice versa. Mm-hmm. God prepared me a long time ago for this day. I wrote that song 20 years ago. Oh wow! And it was talking about what if heaven was hell and vice versa. What if, right. What if it was? What if it was different? What if to get to heaven you had to do evil? You know what I mean? Right. What if going good sent you to hell? What would you do? Evil look good. 20 years in this game, you know I have to ask you this because you were around making noise, man, when a lot of cats weren't making any noise. I mean, I think we've said all that we can say about, you know, that, how you feel and, yeah. and, and your comments yeah. and that, and those are your comments and you sticking by them. And, man, just one more thing before we even switch that subject. Everybody's entitled to their own Absolutely. Opinion. Absolutely. Like my dad used to say, opinions is like buttholes. Everybody yep. got one. Yeah, man, that's how I was Everybody saying. got one. Yeah, man. So what's your question? What do you think about the rap game today, man? Dog, I have never witnessed the rap game with the bar so low. Really? <laughs> man. I really. I heard like, Tory Lanez, and, and I I respect Tory Lanez as yeah. an artist, and I heard Tory Lanez say pretty much the same thing. Dog, man. He said the rap game is horrible right now. Bro, just even... You know, it's so many factors. It's so many different factors. For one, they see the success of it. So now, there's not any more fans. Everybody is a rapper. You feel me, man? <laughs> That's so true. It don't have a fan base no more. Here we are. Technology has made it so easy that anybody with a computer and a microphone has a studio. Mm -hmm. You feel me, man? So I'm like... What's what's the difference? You know what I mean? Like I was saying, man. Like I know when I interviewed with you before, you know, somebody was like, "I rap. I'm I'm a rapper." I'm like, like me? <laughs> you feel me? This is what I've been paying my bills off of. The only job I done had for twenty years. Right. So you're a rapper like me, or you just enjoy rap? Is it a hobby or is it a career? You right. feel me, man? That's what I'm. That's that's the difference right now. I see a lot of people who it's a hobby. I hear you. Where you gonna be in twenty? Where you gonna be in five? Right. You feel me, man? So that's what these artists need to more so see, man. How long are you doing? Is this for the long run? Is this just a quick lick? Do you want to be a one-hit wonder? Or are you trying to have a real foundation and some stay power in this game? Right. Which is which is not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do, but it's going to be even more difficult if you ain't staying true to yourself. Mm, mm. I, I, one of the problems that I have with it, and I'm not – against it at all and i think there's some very very talented artists out there one of the problems i have with it is first of all the lack of uh it's always got to be an argument when it comes to females i don't yeah. like that i don't i don't understand why there can't be a hybrid which what i call a hybrid like lizzo because she can sing and she can rap uh -huh. and she plays instruments um 
why it's got to be Megan Thee Stallion versus Nicki Minaj or Nicki Minaj versus, versus Cardi B. Yeah. Why it just can't be room for all of them? Like, yeah. there's room for, for all the male artists. Yeah. Like, like, I don't like that. And I don't like the fact that there are a lot of young people out there that feel like they don't have to work on their skill set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Man. They, don't, they don't have to be skillful. Man, they could just say anything. Not not even just skillful, but interview groomed. You know what I mean? Stage presence. Artists and real artists and repertoire, man. These people need right. ARs. People that, you know what I mean? We went through media training and stuff like that, man. Signed at Universal Records and stuff like man, that, man. You know what I mean? It was a whole process. Look, man, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. We're gonna be on time. We're gonna do you know, it was real standards to it. Now I just feel like Anything really goes with it, man. So you turn around, you hear an interview, man, looking forward to hearing from somebody who really got it popping now, and you don't get nothing back. <laughs> you know what I mean? You really don't get nothing back. So is that our fault, man? I don't know, man. You know, Is that our fault for not embracing them? Because we cannot expect them to be on the same vibe we was on. Yeah, man. Absolutely yeah. impossible. Everybody's entitled to having their own rap stars. I don't care if you who you like, Kodak Black or Post Malone or Drake or who I think is very skillful or mm-hmm. you know I think Wayne is one of the best that's ever done it. and I, and uh in my opinion every rapper that you see now probably except Drake Kendrick and even a little bit of J Cole because he let his hair out and it's dreaded up now yeah. that's all from Wayne yeah yeah Wayne yeah. is the is the godfather to yeah. all of them yeah. dudes yeah and that's how I feel about artists in Atlanta man I hear my ad libs and stuff so much you know what I mean dog uh-huh. I was doing all that Wallah Hunt screaming in the back of those songs in the late 90s, you know what I mean? Right. Man, early 2000s. And now I hear this music with all the influence in it, man. I'm sitting back, man, I'm saying some of these kids doing this stuff and don't even know where it even came from. Just change up the subject matter a little bit, too. You know, you know, I'm so glad that I'm in my own lane with this man. Like, with this whole hoopla, man, the only way I could really vent how I want to, man, was go in the studio and make me another album. So I'm in the midst of recording <laughs> right now. You know uh-huh. what I mean, dog, man? And it's going to be a real dope album from a real dope perspective. Explaining what I'm saying to you with some music and some sound behind it, man. They're going to feel it. Right. <laughs> They're going to feel it. That's, Pastor that's, Troy, that's, I said that's what how you got to do it. Be yeah. looking for it. Yeah, man. Be that's what it's it. called. I said what I said. I said what I said, man. <laughs> I said what I said, dog. You know what I mean? I said what I said. You got. You know what? When, when um. When Bush was president of the United States, I kind of I was like, ah oh, man, this dude. Duh, duh, duh. But then after a while, you learn to develop respect for a man that stands behind what he says. Yeah. If yeah. that's how he felt, yeah, he went with it until the wheels fell yeah. fuck off, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the same thing with Obama. Obama had an agenda. He stuck with that agenda, mm-hmm. even if you don't agree with the agenda, mm-hmm. you have to respect the man for sticking with his agenda. Yeah. And you could have came out and said. That came out wrong. I apologize. Da 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 da. You're not apologetic Mm-mm. at all. You like I said what I said. That's it, man. Because and that's how I feel. Yeah, man. You know what I mean, dog. Respect me as I respect you. As you want to be respected, respect me. Right. You feel me, dog? Everybody can be respected. That's man. funny because you know I, mean? I just put that up on Twitter the other day. I said, if you're nice to me, I'm gonna be nice to you. But if you're not, dot dot dot. <laughs> you deal with that. You <laughs> yeah, know what yeah I mean? you're gonna have to deal with something totally, totally different because it's not easy for us our veterans who have been around 20 and 30 years to survive this long, mm-hmm. you know, and to still be some somewhat relevant. relevant. Yeah, man, you know what I mean? As an OG, especially Dog, as an OG. I, I wouldn't trade the respect that I have for anybody's career. Right. 
I wouldn't trade it for nobody's career, man, because I know they can't do the things that I'm able to do. They can't go to places that I'm able to go. It's peaceful, Ed. Right. Being able to go where you want to go, when you want to go. I ain't got to wait on no security detail, none of this stuff, man. I want to slide over here. I love going to the clubs in these different towns, man, when they book me, man. they are The first thing I do is fire security. Because I'm about to go over here to the pool table. I'm about to dap <laughs> up these boys that's been listening to me for 20 years. Right. They've never seen me before, some of them. And some of these dudes, I haven't seen them for the past 20 years. You right. feel me, man, going to these different cities. So, man, I love my blanket of protection, man. And I love the people that's rocking with me. Yeah. The it's all right. That, the people that rock with you rock with you. You know real. what I mean? That's all Once right. Once you get past a certain point, uh, career-wise, the people that rock with you are going to rock with you. Yeah, man. They, they die hard. Love you, rocking with you, rolling with you forever. They not trying to hear nothing else. They don't they, care. And you ain't gonna and talk ain't about it. Wrong with that. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and and um, for you young artists that are coming out, please understand our perspective. I understand your perspective. I understand that this is your vibe. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. All right. I get it that you feel like this vibe nowadays. You don't have to be talented as a lyricist. Mm-hmm. Totally get that. But please understand our vibe. Mm-hmm. We come from the most creative time in hip-hop yeah, history. Yeah, man. It was man. Come, I'm coming fresh off of Tupac passing. Biggie is right. Going. You feel me, man? Right. This is when I'm coming out in the game. So I'm glad that it pushed me to want to have to have some kind of content to kick into it right now. And the guy now, I'm telling you, who whoever goes outside the box is gonna stand up and stand out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, dog. This ain't like, everybody's on it, man. But it ain't a race; it's a marathon. Yeah, I've been doing this twenty years, man. Absolutely. I made and I'm timeless. not. I'm not on the vibe you on, man, dog. I made time. Ain't nothing music. wrong with that. They playing our songs together, right? And these people acting just as crazy when they play <laughs> my song as when they play yours. You feel me, man? But, I is nothing wrong with you having your vibe and me having my vibe. My vibe was coming. You weren't even alive. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you're in your 20s right now, bro, but and or, or sister that's listening to this podcast, by the time you hit your 40s, mm-hmm. the vibe of the kids that's behind you is going to be totally different. Yeah, yeah. And they're not going to understand your vibe. Yeah, yeah. Make you're going to still impact. be bouncing to you're going to be be bouncing to Wayne's funeral album. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years from now, yeah. like, yo, you yeah. remember this? Yeah. You know, mama told me mm-hmm. not to sell. Where you're going to be yeah. bouncing amigos 20 years from now and yeah. the kids that's behind you? Yeah. You're going to be like, what the fuck is that? That's James Brown. Mama listening to James Brown. Right. You know what I mean? It's the oldest thing in the world. Yeah, to them. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, it is a beautiful thing, man. I just wish that in hip-hop we found a way to respect each other. We're the only musical genre that want to throw away our old school. Man, that's that the only one. That bothers the crap man, dog. out of me. The Rolling Stones, they all torn. Of these groups. They torn. They torn. And Major I'm so, tour. Yeah, man. And I'm so glad that we did hook up, man, with this uh, Legend of Southern Hip Hop tour, man. All of us guys, now they just made it the Legends tour. So a lot of us guys been out there together, man. I've been touring with E-40, uh, B-Rich, uh, 8-Ball MJG, Juvenile, right. Mystical, Scarface, all of us boys been out there, man. And I was the youngest one out of this crew. Right. So it was a it was a festive event for me every weekend that we was out there, man. You know, yeah. but, but the beautiful thing about it, man, Ed, man, we were probably sold out every date, man. We probably did 60 to 70 dates. Some wow. of the cities, man, two and three times. Every time everybody's there with the energy, the love, support for us, man, they miss it. It was a good time. It was a party. You feel yeah, me, man? Yeah. I'm so glad that I came during those year, years, man, because 
I raised so many young men and females, man, through the music. You know what I mean? It's guys, man, that hit me up, man, in my DM. Troy, man, you raised me like a dad, man. I didn't have a father. Your music was my guideline of life, man. He's like, uh, people hit me up, man. Troy, I got me my first fight listening to your music, man. You gave me the energy to go in there and kick some ass. Right. I love you. Right. You know what I mean? I appreciate you for that. So I'm just glad that I'm to be able to play that part in people's lives. People that remember their college days. They hear my music, man, and think about when they was at the HBCU. Yeah. Before they even had a career, before they had a job, kids, or any of that, man. Right. I'm glad that's what they think about what, when they hear what me. What was it for you that made you go in a different direction? Because when hip-hop really first hit the Dirty South, Y'all had um y'all had a couple of y'all had Shadi. Shadi mm-hmm. was a New York dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shadi, Uncle Shadi, man, doing his thing. Right. But, he's a but he was a New York dude. We were so proud of him, man. Shadi came with that man in Atlanta, uh the Fred Sanford, all them songs, man. Right. We were so excited because we were watching rap, but rap was a New York thing. So to have somebody down here representing for the dirty south. Right. We couldn't believe it, man. He got a song in Atlanta, man. Where'd you stay? In Atlanta. In, in Atlanta. Old right. El DeBar sample. Right. Man, I'm talking about, man, I just used to ride around hearing that in the streets, and it just gave me a sense of pride because we were watching Beat Street. We were watching Breaking. Right. But that wasn't going on down here. But there here. was no real hip-hop movement scene, scene yeah, down here, going down here. on down here. We were breakdancing. We were doing the whole nine. So now, like when, you said earlier, you came off the end of Pac being gone. Mm-hmm. Biggie being gone, mm-hmm. you could have took that lyrical route. Mm-hmm. You listened to them. Mm-hmm. What made you decide this is who Pastor Troy is going to be? I'm not going to be like that. My music is high energy. My music is mm-hmm. in your face. Mm-hmm. My music is anthem music, kind of like Naughty. <laughs> like we call Naughty the anthem boys of That's the tight. East because they always made anthems. Yeah. Man, you know what? I was fortunate to have, to peep it and Watching Master P and what he had built with the No Limit thing, okay, I was able to see down here, down south, what people like, what they attracted to, you know what I mean? What kind of lyrics they like, you know, what 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 people reacted to in the club, you know what I mean? It was uh-huh. really like just watching the whole formula. Atlanta was probably Master P's number one market at that time, man. Okay, we were acting so crazy to the music, man. And Atlanta's just a city like that, man. We'll take an artist and. You would want to revolve around this city, man. This city right. will rock you around this whole nation. And the Hip Hop Evolution uh, on Netflix, P said he had more love in Atlanta than he did in New Orleans. I'm sure he did. We're having to deal with cash money and all the other stuff that he probably had going on right there in the city. Like even it, when he first started, Atlanta was one of the places that they really loved it, man. Embraced them. Yeah, man. From, you know, drug dealer music and stuff like that, man. That was a big part of what we had going on in the city back when we had projects and stuff like that. Right. Still down here. So with that being said, man, I'm making music. I'm trying to get in the game. Outcast and Goody Mob, that was the sound. Dungeon Family was the sound coming out then. You know what I mean? They were mm-hmm. real a lot of music, real melodic, stuff yeah, like very, that. Man. Very lyrical. Too. Yeah, man. Very yeah, very lyrical. lyrical too. So I was like, man, I can't do that. I gotta come up with my own with my own thing. You know what I mean? If I'm not with them, I don't need to be doing that. <laughs> you feel <laughs> okay. me, man? So I went to Augusta, Georgia, man. Augusta, Georgia, two hours away. Right. No rapper had really hit out of this city. You know what I mean, man? Twelve gauge old songs like that, man. Uh let me ride that donkey and stuff like that. That was right. the only artist they had really had hit from down there. So I really just took all my Atlanta game and went down here two hours away 
and start building up my Pastor Troy movement. Okay. Hey, I'm a rapper. Where you from? I'm from Atlanta. What? He from Atlanta? Oh, that's where I came from. That's where Goody Mar from. Right. It was like I was talking like a, about a foreign island somewhere, but I was just talking about two hours up the street. Right. <laughs> so with that being said, man, they start just start doing some a lot of the things in the city that I was seeing going on in Atlanta. I just started doing down there. All right, here go. We starting a T-shirt campaign. Uh, we performing at little parties and stuff like that. None of that stuff was really happening. Man, and the whole city just started really rallying behind me, man. Next thing you know, I bought this beat machine. About big as a calculator. Whoever ever dreamed. We hit the studio later. You know what I mean, dog? It's crazy. My lyrics, they were so amped up and stuff like that, man. But if you ever take your time and just listen, it's more lyrical than, than you think. Right. You know what I mean, dog? That first album that I dropped, man, I was, it was like I was in, it was like I was in, uh, ghetto school, like drug dealer school. Like I was in, I went from college. It was like I was doing a case study okay. of the hood. Every day I'm out here with a pen and paper watching everything that's going on around me, man. One song that I, uh, specifically, man, it's called uh, I'm About to Move to Mars that I got, man. Mm -hmm. That song, man, I just, when I hear it, man, I just can see myself sitting there on the curb on this Friday about 4 or 5 o'clock, the first of the month, first Friday of the month, in the middle of pure chaos. Wow. If I'm talking about Ed. This the lyrics, man. This is, this is me looking up and looking down at my paper. The first thing I said was, who the fuck wouldn't be fucked up? In the city where crack sales and clientele can foretell your life. A nigga beats his wife. Damn, it's hurting me. But I can't work, help a man. Way this grind be working me. Dodging the narcs. Cops pulling up. They fuck with us. Because we on our corner. Can't tell them what I want to. If I do, I'm a goner. They leave, but they just ride the block. I serve my rocks. Bump them out before they next stop. Fake ass cops. Why the fuck these niggas fuck with me? Motherfucker, I'm the one that pay your salary. Don't get fired, fiends, making me so tired. Telling they stories, they spend money, so I let them bore me. I know you could have been. All I say, you should have been. Fuck reminiscing, man, how many hits you getting? So I can hit the house, try to smoke an ounce. Let the weed protect me from everything I see in this fucked up reality. Wow. That's real shit. This is, this is exactly looking what you're looking, looking at. Looking to the right. You feel me, man? That album is from that place. Right. You feel me, man? You feel me, man? So it's real special to me, man, to be able to... 20 years later, man, I it's so difficult to go to that place. It's it's, it's that You're difficult. You're a father now, man. It's you so difficult. I'm saying it's so difficult to be to even think in that character, man. It's so it's hard to even consider being that broke again. You feel me, man? It's uh -huh. a place that so many people resonated with. Because right. there were so many little boys that was feeling like that at the time, man. You know, that first album, man, it was so raw and rugged. Them boys were just like, Pastor Troy. Yeah. But you, got, you. but you supposed to grow. Yeah. Yeah. If you if we don't grow, what, what what's the point? Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you see a lot of artists, uh, they still make music, but they're, 
their growth is stagnating. Yeah. We're supposed to grow. Yeah. We, we getting out in our 40s or something. We can't they're talk growing, about what was going on in our 20s. The fan base is growing with you. Right. You know what I mean? They're going, they having new responsibilities and stuff with you on this journey. Now right. we're talking about our kids. You feel me? That first album, I wasn't talking about it. I didn't have to discuss that. You right. feel me? Wasn't worried about that. Now, I do have to grab that pen, man, and say, dang. Dang, my five-year-old probably want to hear what a daddy does. <laughs> you feel me, man? Right. You know what I mean? So it's so much more to be considerate of, man, and it's still a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. still a blessing, man. Thanks for coming by, brother. Hey, ain't nothing but some love. I appreciate you that, know, bro. You're one of my favorites, what, What's the name of the new album? Hey, man, I said what I said. Pastor I said Troy. what I said. Y'all look for it Friday, man. Let's go. <laughs> nothing but some respect for you, brother. All right, thank you, man. Much absolutely, love. man. My man, Pastor Troy, in the building with me. Come on, son, the podcast. Y'all know how we get down, man. Big shout out to everybody that's listening all the time, all around the world, every continent, every city. I really appreciate the feedback. Y'all know you can reach me on uh, Twitter, at Mr. Ed Lover. On Instagram is at Ed Lover. All the things that we do, we do for y'all, man. And we just try to, to bring you the realness that sometimes you're missing in your life. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are gravitating more toward podcasts now yeah. is because... It's us. Yeah, that's good. And let me give you all my uh, IG, Yeah, go ahead, too. bro. Hey, yeah, man, follow me. I'm at Pastor Troy DSGB. Once again, that's at Pastor Troy DSGB on all social media. When man. you make another movie, man? I got one dropping, man, March 17th, man, March 17th. Down to come up, man, with my boy Charlie Lowe on all platforms. Y'all be looking for that joint, man. Okay, okay. Everything's this man's good on an my entrepreneur, side. bro. Yeah, man, we still in it, man. You we ain't playing no games. Me and you supposed to make a movie together. Man, man dog, I got all this equipment, thing. man. I got we all this equipment. Two, three years. Hey, man. Hey, we need to do. Uh, what was the name of the joint, man? With the who's, cops. Who's the man? Who's the man, man? We need to check out who's the man again. Well, let's flip it. Hey, I'm looking forward to it, yeah, man. Yeah, let's do it, bro. Hey, man, I got to go watch who's the man. I'm out of here. <laughs> Let me go find this joint. Pastor Troy, the builder. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Much love, all the time, man. And when we come back, bro, I'm gonna give y'all my come on, son, Ray. Y'all know I got a lot to talk about. This president of ours is straight up bugged out, y'all. Okay? That's in a minute. Come on, son, the podcast. Hey, y'all. It's Ed Lover back with Come On, Son. First of all, the president of the United States, man. All right? Let's start with him. How don't you know the difference between Kansas as a state and Missouri as a state? You tweeted out congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. And you said the proud people of Kansas? No, it's the proud people of Missouri. Come on, son. You are the leader of the free world. You should know better than that, Mr. President. All right? Enough is enough, man. And to Senate, come on, son. Come on, son. Why do y'all waste our time doing these impeachment inquiries? You've always wasted our time. We knew that Bill Clinton wasn't getting convicted, and we knew from the beginning that President Trump was not getting convicted and not taken out of office. Come on, son. Can y'all do something else? Can y'all stop wasting taxpayers' money on this BS? Please. It's like it's a pain now. now. It's, it's to the point where we, we can't take it no more. All y'all do is these dumbass inquiries. You're not doing what we're paying you to do. As a public official, come on, son. Fuck out of here with that, man. And speaking of BS, stop complaining about Shakira and J-Lo in the NFL halftime show. The ladies did a hell of a job. A great job, okay? A great job. Men out there complaining they thought it was too sexy, it wasn't family friendly. Well, then the NFL, you should have told us it was going to be that much. Butt shaking and crotch shots. 
and all of that. You, you, you really should have told us. But if you're not going to say the same thing like a lot of these ladies saying about Adam Levine being shirtless and gyrating sexually last year, then you can't say nothing about this. NFL, if it's going to be family Freddy, friendly, Freddy, family friendly, then make it family friendly all the way through and stop being half back and forth. That was my sound for back and forth. Come on, son. Y'all threw, y'all threw Janet Jackson on a stake and roasted her behind something that Justin Timberlake did. She didn't pull her off and show her nipple. Justin Timberlake did it, and he got over on it. We know the reason for that. And Janet Jackson got skewered. Be consistent, NFL. Come on, son. Folks, can we stop worrying about everything that Jay-Z and Beyonce do with their kid Blue Ivy? Please, man. It's their prerogative if they want to stand, if they want to sit. It's everybody's right. Come on, son. Everybody in the United States don't think the same. That's what makes the United States beautiful. Come on, son. And while I'm on my come on, son, ranking, because Jay-Z grew his hair out, can everybody stop doing it, please? Be original. Your shit is sloppy. Get off the dick, you motherfucking carbon copy. God, not everybody want to grow their hair out. Come on, son. And to us old people, I'm going to come on, son, us. Because we got to remember that when we were young, we walked around with high top fades, with blonde in it, your name in the back of it, an Air Jordan sign in the back of your head and everything. And now you see young people doing exactly what we was doing, but doing it a little bit differently because theirs is just nappy. We got something to say about that. Come on, son. Shut up. It's their time. We had our time. We did our thing. We put too many chemicals in our hair. That's why probably most of us are bald-headed for getting our hair braided all the time and that stuff, or dreadlocks, and that pulls your hairline to the back. So now we all bald-headed, and we're looking at them like, oh, look how stupid they are. hair looks stupid. That looks stupid. Come on, son. You did the thing, the same thing. And the ladies out there, you did the same thing with the salt and pepper joint. Stop that. We all did colors. We all did. It's all part of fashion. You get older and you forget that you were a kid one time. Come on, son. Let them live. Let them breathe. Let them dance. Let them have a good time. Okay? It is what it is. Your time is done. It's their time now. Like our parents' time was done. We're getting older. That's what happens. But when you stop understanding the fact that you were once them, Come on, son. That's all I'm saying to you. Come on, son. And leave Trick Daddy alone, man. Trick Daddy got lupus, man. I saw the pictures of Trick Daddy. He got busted for something else again. Weed or cocaine or something or drive without a license, you know. Trick Daddy and DMX going neck to neck to see if he get arrested the most. But come on, son. Don't 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 go in on a man with lupus. That that ain't right, y'all. That ain't right. Not at all, man. Trick Daddy's a personal friend. Trick Daddy's a hip-hop legend. Leave Trick Daddy alone. Y'all just can't wait to go in on people. I, 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 come on, son. That's my job. Let me come on, son, people. Right? Trick Daddy, if you know your hair look like that, don't get arrested, bro. That's all I'm saying to you, all right? Come on, son. Don't even do nothing like that, man. I appreciate Tra- Pastor Troy for being in with me and stating his opinion. Like I said, his opinion is his. Not necessarily mine. I say live and let live. But don't stop anybody 
for loving who they want to love, and don't stop anybody from believing what they want to believe. If Pastor Troy wants to believe that he wants to raise his son to be 100% heterosexual man, that's his prerogative. If you want to raise your child to be homosexual, that's your prerogative. But like he said, and I'm saying again, there's no right and wrong in this one, y'all. There's really, there's really not. He has a right to feel the way he want to feel and not be drugged for it. Just like I would never drag little Nas X for wearing what he wore to the Grammys or for being a homosexual. That have nothing to do with me. That's his life, and that's and that's uh, Pastor Troy's opinion. I didn't agree with everything that he said, but the thing that bothered me the most about it is the fact that you can't have an opinion anymore if it doesn't if it doesn't go with the majority. There are Republicans out there. They're Democrats. There are Christians out there. There's Muslims out there. There's Jews out there. Those atheists out there. There are, there, there are atheists out there is what I'm trying to say. There's black women out there. There are darker-hued than some light-skinned women. There are straight men, they're gay men, they're bi men, there's lesbian women, they're straight women, they're queers, there's transgenders, there's transsexuals. Your opinion on what your sexuality is, is yours, and you have the right to live any way you want to live. You do. And I thoroughly respect it, and I thoroughly back you 100% and living any way you want to live. But I say this, the way to get more respect out of anybody is you have to be able to respect them as they respect you. If that's what Pastor Troy feels, that's what he feels. He can't stop you from living, so you really shouldn't give a fuck how Pastor Troy feels. You can't stop me from living. Okay? Judgment Day, we all got to answer to one God. Doesn't matter. There is no right. There is no wrong. My name is Ed Lover. I love you. I thank you so much for listening to Come On, Son, the podcast. We appreciate you. Big Krista, the producer, doing her thing as usual. Thank you for setting up everything in this whole interview with Pastor Troy and all of that. And thank you, Troy, for even coming in. Got to respect that man. Even if he wrong, he's standing by it. And that's what it is, man. I'm Ed Lover. Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. No, I'm only playing. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah. Y'all keep going first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at y'all next week, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.